The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by support from our sponsors, including media consultant Mike Schwager. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. Our guest today is Tricia Compass Markman, and she is the founder and CEO of Day One Response and the inventor of a high-tech water bag that can be deployed in emergency response situations. Tricia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Devin. I look forward to our conversation. Well, I, I'm excited to have you on the show. And tell us a little bit about the bag. Let's start there. Tell us what it is, how you invented it. You were at uh, Cal Poly at the time. Uh, what's so special about your bag? Sure. So the the water bag is it's a family-sized water treatment backpack. Um, and what's special about it um, is that we designed it to be really simple. So it's a backpack that holds about two and a half gallons of water um, and allows families to go to a stream, a creek, um, even really kind of wastewater-like conditions, collect it. Then there's a P&G purifier of water, little sachet, chemical sachet, put in the chemical, shake up the bag, and then within 30 minutes, you have clean drinking water. So it's a system that allows families to collect water wherever they are, to treat it, to transport and store. So it's an all-in-one system. That's really what we were going for. Make it all-in-one so people had everything. They didn't have to go. Relief organizations didn't have to procure additional components and families would have something they could trust. Is there also a filter involved in this or or are all of the uh, things you find in the water just rendered uh, harmless by the PNG treatment? That's a really good question. The 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 PNG packet is robust. It treats to um, emergency drinking water standards, but there is a filter, um, a gravity filter on the outside of the bag that just allows for a, like, kind of a last line of defense in case something comes through and really gives the users confidence. So how does the water look and taste? You, you have the luxury of living in the United States where you're accustomed to good, clean water coming out of the tap. It's safe to drink. Uh, does the water out of the bag, uh, after it comes from a muddy stream, does it look and taste like water you want to drink? Well, when you first collect it, it's going to look the same as what's what you found. So really, really cloudy, murky, um, really nasty water, potentially. Once you treat it, um, what's really, really great about the system with the chemical treatment, there's a coagulant. Basically, it binds all the germs and the bacteria and settles down to the bottom so you visually can see basically the dirt dropping out, which has all the, the germs or the bacteria in it. And that is really effective. So you see going from dirty to clean, and then you can then dispense it through the bag. So it becomes, you know, clean water that you can drink. It's, it meets U.S. EPA, Environmental Protection Agency standards. So it's something that um, I definitely have to drink before I can, you know, distribute it to others. So I really do trust the system. That's great. Now, is the is the bag a single-use bag, or do you uh, clean it and reuse it again and again? How does that work? 
Yeah, so I, if you can see here, I have a little bit bigger, but it's a, uh, a multi-use um, system. So each packet treats for 10 liters or two and a half gallons. You, do, you run the treatment, dispense the water, but then you can reuse it. So it's packaged with about 60 packets or about two months of clean drinking water. And then there's a resupply of packets as well for that. So it is reusable and it's really meant to help individuals or communities get through that immediate time when there is a disaster or a flood event before bigger systems are in place. So you don't see this as a permanent uh, tool for getting water in rural places where water is tough to get. You see this as a an emergency response tool. Well, it's a great question. We really designed it to be an emergency response tool um, for that immediate recovery phase. Then there's the re- longer-term recovery, and then the rebuilding phase. But what we're seeing through our work in the Philippines, um, even in Nepal, is the ability that these systems are lasting longer. So going kind of going from immediate to recovery phase, we're doing some more innovations to actually go for that, that longer spectrum as well. But it is really designed as a solution that can be on the ground immediately. So let's talk a little bit about how it's being deployed in an emergency response situation. Uh, you were recently in Nepal following the earthquake. Tell us a little bit about your experience there and how you used the bags. Sure. So typically with day one response, we're not first responders. So we're actually not, our goal is not to go to the disaster, but really to work with our implementing partners, such as World Vision, um, AmeriCares or others to get into the field so because they're the experts to do the distribution to work with the communities. Um, but there was an opportunity with Nepal through the work we were doing with a government agency and the water and sanitation cluster to get to the field. And we really looked at that, would that make sense? We didn't want to be in the way, um, but to work with this cluster, this organization and with many of the stakeholders there. So um, the opportunity presented itself. Um, I went with a couple colleagues and we went and really worked alongside the organizations, not necessarily to go into the field, but to support them. The big thing is product familiarity. We want to make sure people understand the product, both from the relief organizations down to the um, communities. But we actually did have an opportunity to go to one of the districts and distribute the water bag to about 160 households, multiple water bags throughout and that was a great, great experience to see how that whole distribution went. Um, and it was also very eye-opening to see the impact and, unfortunately, the devastation that the earthquake caused, both in Kathmandu but also the outlying regions. Wow. So how is your work funded? That's also a great question. So Day One Response, we're a private enterprise. Um, so we, we sell our product um, to relief organizations, to government agencies, to individuals, um, you know, whether in the prepper community or to um, people here in San Francisco that want to have uh, this for their outdoor, um, outdoor supply or uh, preparedness supply. Um, so we, we sell the product. Um, so we are a private company. Um, but we also have, um, you know, some private investors that have helped really have us grow um, and really have our reach. Within the last nine months, we've grown from being in seven countries to over 21 countries, the product itself. Um, and so really helping us grow our global impact. That's fantastic work. Fantastic work. Now, you were at Cal Poly when you came upon this. How did, this, how did you come on this idea? Sure. So I, I studied civil and environmental engineering at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. 
And when I was in my undergrad, I um, co-founded the uh, student chapter of Engineers Without Borders. So that really got me really passionate and, and inspired about what clean water can mean for communities. And particularly, we were working in hill tribe communities in northern Thailand. I met a professor um, and uh, Dr. Trig Lundquist who had a conceptual idea for the, the day one, what's now the day one water bag. And I stuck around to get my master's. So I knew I wanted to learn more about water treatment and I was really amped about the idea. You know, the, the Southeast Asian tsunami had happened, Hurricane Katrina. We knew household water treatment was a need, but we wanted to do it, um, we wanted to do it kind of methodically and smartly in the sense that there were a lot of products out there how could we adapt to something that already exists, but to make it better? And so that was really the, the motivation. Um, but a thesis is not necessarily meant to turn into a business. Um, you know, you have your, your hypothesis and you can prove it right, or you can find out why it's, it doesn't work. Um, but my professor really gave me the motivation to say, hey, you know, there's a real opportunity here. So that, that was exciting for me. Well, that's great. Well, it is wonderful to see the work that you're doing. and. You know, you have become, I'm sure, even if you're not aware of it, a real role model to people, especially to, I'm sure, students who are coming behind you at Cal Poly, who look at your success, the attention you're getting, the awards you've won, like the uh, Toyota grant that you just got for $50,000. They're seeing those kinds of things as a validation for what you're doing. And in any case, you have become a role model. Who do you look to in turn as a role model? Well, that's a good question. I think it kind of has changed throughout my life, depending on what, what stage I'm at. And, and particularly right now, it's my role models, it's, there's kind of two, two segments, one being the individuals we see in the field. So the people that I actually got to meet in Nepal, whether that's like the local community members or the relief workers. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. I was just there for two weeks unbelievable the amount of work that these people are kind of the faces in the field either trying to survive or trying to help the communities and so that that sort of uh, resiliency is motivating to me and helps me with my day-to-day -day work you know when things are going well or not so well it's those sort of people that I love to to say Look, I'm, I'm part of this community here um, another role model for me um, is actually my my husband David he is so supportive of the work I do, but he also is somebody that consistently asks for feedback from his colleagues, from his friends, from his family. And I think it's being open to feedback and to know that we have strengths, but we also have weaknesses um, and vulnerabilities. To me, that's really powerful to be able to be aware of that and to try to always improve ourselves. Oh, that's great. Now, you could be doing anything. And clearly when you enrolled at Cal Poly, I would bet anything that you did not see yourself becoming the inventor of a water bag that you would sell to people in Nepal. So you could have been doing something else, probably what you were planning to do when you were 18 or 19. Why do this? Well, I think, you know, you're right. I didn't, uh, it wasn't something I set out to do, um, particularly at that time, going through college and engineering school, starting a business was not even something most of my peers and I ever thought about. Um, it was going through, you either become a private consultant or you go into public works. Um, but it, it became, through the opportunities that I had, it became almost why not. Um, I really, really kind of dove into my thesis 
beyond just the lab work, but the ultimate challenges that were being faced in disaster response. And I just kind of fell in love with it. And, and, uh, and just my whole entire life has been around it, but it, but it been around the people and the, the partners and the, uh, the investors and the team and everybody that we've met. So it's, um, I definitely have been fortunate to find something that um, I have a passion for, but uh, um, at the core of it is clean drinking water for me. And that helps communities. So it's, that's what drives me. Oh, that's great. Now, you've been very successful, and I know there, there are mountains still to climb, but there are so many people who aspire to do good in the world, who are, who are entrepreneurs, who would just kill to get where you are already. You've already been successful in so many ways. You're already having so much impact. 21 countries. Holy cow. So, Tell us something you do every day that helps you to be successful so we can emulate that to have more impact ourselves. Sure. I think, you know, one of the things that we do and we being day one response, my, my team, um, and that we're always encouraged to do uh, by our advisors and our board and, and kind of our bigger community is to get outside. And I don't mean to get outside to go for a run. I mean, that's always good, but to get out and talk to our partners talk to our, our the imp- implementing partners, the customers, our, you know, our vendors, um, other entrepreneurs. Um, so it's really kind of like get out of an isolating wor- world and go talk because that allows us to, you know, it might be we have a goal that's a year long, but we got to take it kind of step by step. So, um, you know, I think it's just being around others, having your team, uh, but knowing that, you know, don't, you don't have to go to Nepal, but to be able to talk to somebody and kind of move through some of the challenges you have. So really, really going from an isolated world, um, you know, I can try to solve the problem myself, but to be in more of a collaborative environment. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Before you go, tell us how people can connect with you, learn more about what you're doing and uh, support what you're doing. Sure. Well, again, I, I appreciate the opportunity, Devin. And um, I mean, the best way is to follow us on Twitter um, at Day One Response. Um, also, check out check us out on our website www.dayoneresponse.com. Uh, you can see the work we're doing. If you're interested to get a bag yourself, you can purchase one. Or if you're interested, really, to help the work of Nepal. Um, or some of our other locations, you can sponsor a bag, and we'll match um, with over. 600 liters of water that we actually provide as well in addition. So that's about two months of clean drinking water. So um, again, you can check us out at dayoneresponse.com. Fantastic. Well, Tricia, thank you very much for being with us today. We wish you every success in the great work that you're doing. Thanks a lot, Devin. Appreciate the opportunity. All righty. Let's do some good. Mike Schwager promotes authors, nonprofits, and humanitarian organizations. He also writes speeches that inspire, and he helps prepare leaders for appearances on major national TV talk shows. Learn more at MediaMavens.com or TVTraining.tv. Call him at 954-423-4414. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. 
Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devon's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.